0: Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast, episode number 51. Today, we are talking all about how to train when you can't train.
1: How to train when you can't train. Kieran, welcome back, bro. Thank you. It's, thank you. Uh, people are going to be like, what do you mean, welcome back? You guys didn't go anywhere. It was seamless. <laughs> we, we, Joke's on you. Yeah, we had uh, <laughs> done a bit of pre-recording to get us through the holiday period. Didn't want to leave you guys with... Nothing. No, yeah. no, no podcast episodes while you're on holidays. So this is our first episode back for 2022 of us recording. If you're still with us after listening to the dog shit episode 50. <laughs> <laughs> I think we titled that. Don't listen to this. Yeah. So something hopefully like, you to something our advice. like that. It was our mini half century yeah. episode. So, uh, you know, a little mini milestone for yeah. us. So we're quite happy with that. If you didn't listen to that episode, don't bother. Yeah, don't bother. We, uh we just, talked about nothing yeah. for, I don't know, 30 minutes or something. Yeah. It was a waste of time. We've but. done
0: this before where we're, we've we've done like a ridiculous intro or something like that. And, and then, and then, uh, spitballed and said, Oh, imagine if this is someone's first ever episode yeah, and yeah, I actually get started. comments like that. This was my first episode. Yeah. 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 I wonder if that is going to happen to episode 50. Someone's going to try and listen to that and be like, what the fuck is this? They didn't even
1: shit? say the word jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. But today we're going to talk about, uh, how to train when you can't train this this sort of topic was inspired by my trip to Sweden. So I just came back from from Sweden. I was there for about a month. So yeah, access to jujitsu, yeah, it was there. So I did actually train a couple of times. Yeah. But it lie. was also
1: it was also during December, Christmas. Yeah. So It was also that period of time where many people go to Sweden. No, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> everyone goes. I mean, I mean, lots of people. Either some people. Opt not to train just because they're on holidays, but other people maybe want to train but they can't because the gym's closed for yeah. Christmas and whatnot, or, or maybe they like there's... you, like you've travelled somewhere yeah. where you don't have. Yeah, you trained a couple of times, but logistically it was, it was quite very diff- difficult. Yeah, it was you know, about an hour, so you travel. might not have the ability to train, but you still want to train. Exactly. Or sometimes people need to train because they maybe there's a competition in early January mm-hmm. or early February, and they're like, no, well I'm not taking. You know, I'm not going to have a week, two week bender over Christmas, New Year's because I've got this comp coming up, you know, so some people need to train, but gyms are closed and, you know, their training partners are on holidays. And so how do you train when you can't train and you need to train?
0: Even in today's climate with, with the, you know, what going on, um, like people play what, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Pl- places are still being locked down around the world and, and going into snap lockdowns and things like that. So gyms are closing for
1: other reasons as I'm, I'm sure everyone is very, very aware. So, well, yeah, it's like, cra- uh, it's crazy around, around the world. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're not a political COVID podcast, but I mean <laughs> here in, in Sydney, man, like almost, Everyone either has it or someone is a close contact or whatever. And obviously different states and countries have different rules. But at the moment, it's it's even though gyms are allowed to be open and, and whatnot it's a little hard to train because you don't have many people to train with. Mm. There's so many people who either have COVID or are close contact. So yeah. by the the rules that we have in New South Wales, they're not allowed to train. Yeah, exactly. They're not allowed to leave their house. There's even a bunch of restaurants in, in Bondi that are closed because they have no staff because yeah, all wow. their staff are either either have COVID or uh, in isolation due to a a close contact. Yeah. The US today, did you see how many cases the US recorded today Uh, in one day? One million. Whoa. In one day. That's insane. Omicron has- like I read that they've said it's the fastest spreading virus in history,
0: but apparently it is uh, compared to the other variants. And I think we should leave it here. But compared to the other variants, it's less deadly. But that's what I've that's what I've heard. See. I mean, yeah, um, I don't
1: know. I mean,
0: I'm not a virologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's just I'm not even a jujitsuologist.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was terrible <laughs> no, um, that's all right i'll let that I'll, I'll let that go that was pretty good yeah i mean yeah i'm not going into the specifics of like vaccines and COVID yeah. and whatever but yeah just if you from, want if you want vaccine information people say
0: i don't know yeah i, I recommend joe rogan if you want uh, accurate I'll vaccine information. <laughs> <vaccine. laughs> yeah triggered yeah <laughs> it's fun but i mean head. yeah uh yeah.
1: but anyway like regardless uh Again, it's going to depend where you are in the world and even where you are inside one country. But here in New South Wales, yeah, there's gyms are allowed to be open, uh, but there are far less of your training partners around. Even some people like um, Joey, who we had on the podcast, uh, the episode 48, 49? Yeah, somewhere around there. I don't have my laptop. Sorry, guys. I
0: think it was 48.
1: But Joey, like one of my black belts, my first black belt, uh, he's – not training at the moment, not because he has COVID or anything, but his partner's mother is, is quite sick. So mm-hmm. they're just trying to minimize any risk of, you know, so there's just not a lot of people to train with, but how do you get your yeah. training in Kieran? How do you get, do you get training your training in? in when you're in Sweden? You don't speak the language. It's minus 20 outside. <laughs> you got no yeah. gyms. It's cold as shit. What did you do?
0: Yeah. So basically the people
1: want to know the, Kieran the people,
0: <laughs> give the people what they want. Yeah, so when I was in Sweden, story time. Uh I was training most days. I was lifting lifting weights most days. Um I think I probably on average trained like lift at least 5 times a week on average.
1: Was that just like a generic gym that was new? Yeah,
0: it's it's like we uh, I nicknamed it the Viking gym because it's like super grungy. It's like dirt cheap. Like for for what you what it cost a month there is what a gym in Sydney costs for a week. It's yeah dirt cheap, but it's got everything you need. It's like really old school. Um, you know, it's, it's just the classic Viking gym. I got some videos and stuff on my Instagram of it. Um, so I was lifting there, but with, with what I was training and we'll get into this, uh, in the, in the meat of the episode is I was trying to focus on my, my weak areas. So doing a little bit of cardio just to maintain i was uh lifting most days i was working on agility and i was also doing sauna and cold cut or cold contrast uh recovery sessions so i was
1: you know i hate saunas bro i love them I oh d- there's yeah i don't know just the hot air yes in my lungs i oh, love that I shit hate it.
0: oh i got a I got a story about that that you would you would hate even more but um yeah so that that's pretty much what i was doing and Man, I just fucking I froth on that shit. And in terms of nutrition, I was eating really, really well. Um, obviously, I wasn't, you know, no, no sugar, no chocolate, all that sort of shit. I definitely indulged throughout the the period, but the the consistency of the meals, and I wasn't having like takeout or anything like that. So really, you know, good home cooked meals. Um, and yeah, that that's pretty much how I uh, how I rocked it um, for for the month. And I did get a few sessions in at a their local jiu jitsu gym. It was a MMA style gym. So they did everything from MMA, kickboxing. They had like judo. Uh, and then they had the upstairs section was dedicated to uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and f- what they call freestyle. I-, I think they were calling it um, submission grappling or something along those lines. But it was, a, from my understanding, it was a combination between just no gi and uh freestyle wrestling. So it was, it was a bit of a hybrid. I never actually did any of those sessions, but I just stuck with the gi and I uh, did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which was, which was pretty good. Uh, so i got some hectic rolls in and, you know, stayed a little bit fresh, I suppose. Um, did but, you
1: represent, did you smash them? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. I didn't really tell them like who I was or anything or share social media or anything like that. So I know they're not going to listen to this, um,
1: <laughs> but I'm not going to insult them or anything like,
0: you know, really, really lovely guys. Um, uh, good group of people. The the their head coach there, their black belt was very welcoming. Um, you know, he he even tried to translate everything he was teaching. He would teach it in Swedish and then translate it to English for me. Did like you speak good English? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all, because most they're all people, pretty much fluent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're very, very good English. Like they have accents, but fuck we do. We have thicker accents, I reckon. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was it was good, but yeah, represented, man. Like smashed, put the smash on. So it was it was pretty fun. Yeah. yeah,
1: but you. I remember you told me it was a bit weird. Like you did heel hooks in the gi.
0: Yeah, we did heel hooks in gi. And reflecting on it, I think that the the guy that the the coach he doesn't. They don't do no gi. If you want to do no gi, I think you do their the, what I was the submission the, one. The submission grappling that I was talking about. So I think in in their defense, looking back like reflecting on it, because like a lot of those guys only do gi they would never do heel hooks any other time. So right. the fact that we're doing heel hooks in gi, I was like, what is going on in this circus? But then, you know, reflecting on it and, and reviewing it, the situation, I think it, it made sense. And he was very clear, like, you are not to do this in competition. This is against the rules, you know, because we're doing uh, knee reaps and we're doing, obviously heel hooks. So yeah, that made sense, but it was cool. Like he was referencing Gordon Ryan a lot, referencing Danaher and Craig Jones and man, you know.
1: screw Gordon Ryan. That dude's well,
0: a dick. Yeah. We'll we also get into that, but he, he was talking about Greg Jones as well. And we like that guy. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Gordon like it's just gotten yeah. even worse. You know, could do a whole another episode, a whole another trash talking episode talking about his recent. You know,
0: yeah. If you don't know what we were talking about, basically,
1: um, Basically, he made a child abuse joke. Yeah. Not Basically,
0: he did. He did. He made like not not even yeah. He made like a very, very bizarre joke, and he tried and he doubled down on it, trying to justify it. If if you're following uh you know jujitsu fucking what would you call it tabloid sh- sort of shit uh jujitsu news, you would have seen this story. Yeah. Um, just, it's yeah. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty. It's not disgusting. even
1: banter. Banter is like tongue in cheek taking yeah. the piss out of you. This is just like
0: There's lines, man. There's like lines in the sand. Yeah, and it's like fucking shit all over. Santis
1: and Gordon Ryan yeah. talking crap to each other over social media and yeah. both of them are in the wrong. Yeah, they're both I in mean. the wrong.
0: They were just as bad as each other. Um, and I think people were focusing in on Gordon Ryan because of
1: Well I mean like Urbeth yeah. has never been on the correct side of the yeah. line. Whereas Gordon like, you know, yeah, has always been a bit of a troll online. But he crossed But the line, I mean, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh so how yeah, so, how, so one of the things you, you briefly mentioned was doing agility training. Yeah. And so this is something that kind of like I'd given you to do while you were over there. So mm. if you, if you need to train and you can't train, right. As in you don't have access to a jujitsu gym or no you don't have any partners, training no partners no rats, or, yeah. or what whatever, right. Yeah. So you can't train as in, you can't do jujitsu. Cause obviously unless you're, you know, strapped to a bed. I mean, you could be in a in hotel quarantine, and you can still train. There's lots of bodywork stuff that, if you need to train, you can still train, right? But if you can't jujitsu train, so working on your weak areas is the the perfect place to start doing these complementary uh, training sessions or exercises that you maybe don't have the time to do. In your, regular, in your regular schedule when you're doing jiu-jitsu twice a day, every day or whatever, and you're lifting, and, you know, it can be hard to fill these little gaps. So one of the things that I'd been talking to Kieran about was, you know, he can be a little, like, heavy on his feet because you, you're flat-footed, right? Mm. So it's naturally something that it's, it's hard for you not to be heavier on your feet compared to someone else, right? And you know, we were looking at some footage of you doing stand up, and, and when I showed it to you, you could see, you're like, Oh wow. You know, like you can see the difference in the way I'm moving compared to AB and C are moving. So we took advantage of the fact that you essentially had a month with not really any access to jujitsu. Like in the four weeks, you did two sessions at this yeah, gym. Yeah. yeah. Just again, because logistically it was just too hard to, to get there and back. So we would decided that we wanted you to work on agility you know similar to what uh sprinters or nfl players do like all that sort of like ladder work or boxers do it like heaps of those um you know yeah like the the rollout ladders on the ground or Mm. skipping and those little drills where like you you dodge side to side through cones and all that something that if you were here in Sydney, perhaps you weren't going to have the time, or it wasn't high enough on the priority list. Yeah, because yeah, the, the sort of like flat-footedness, kind of heavy on your feet, is really only applicable when you're when you're standing. It's not something you. It's irrelevant when you're playing guard. When you're on top passing, it doesn't matter as much. You're still pretty agile, mm. but it's very clear when you're doing stand up. But if you were here in Sydney, okay, stand up such a small portion of the game. You know that's why uh, uh, the reason a lot of jujitsu guys don't learn judo and whatnot is because it's all negated with a simple guard pull. Yeah. So to devote a huge chunk of your time to be- get to become more agile, just so you can be better at stand up, just to have your opponent pull guard, like I mean, you've only you've got limited amount of time. It doesn't add up. Why you would do that?
0: Yeah, totally agree.
1: But you're about to spend a month with no access to jujitsu, and you know, so then why not? Why not like? lean into this and, and and work on that a little bit so that's definitely a, a good piece of advice for how to train when you can't train take advantage of the fact that you've got all these these hours freed up that you would typically be doing jiu and work on something that you never get the time to work on yeah because then i think also on the flip side it's going to be slightly easier depending on what you're working on but slightly easier in the sense that it's to some degree, semi-novel. So you're not gonna hate it as much, you know? Like when was the last time you had ever done like agility training? Oh
0: man, I can't even, Oh, maybe like before I joined the Navy, I I, I got a PT and we we did some of that.
1: So I don't know, we haven't spoken about this, but I don't know if you were doing some of those workouts or you did the first one or two and you're like, oh, that was a bit of fun. Cause it's like novel, like, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was different. You know, like if you're, you know, you need to take the time to, I don't know, whatever it is, work on your flexibility or mm. work on your, on your lower back and your deadlift. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, this is deadlifting's fun because it's something you don't do on a regular basis. So it doesn't have that grind mm. to it. Mm. And it's for a limited amount of time, right? Like you knew you were pretty much just working on that for four weeks or whatever. So it, it's finite. You're not gonna burn yourself out. Yeah, exactly. How, would, how, how was the, that approach to the training?
0: Yeah, it was good. Like it it gave me something to focus on. I didn't feel like I was, you know, just treading water just trying to stay fit enough. I think I got stronger over the period and to say that my agility has improved, I that's yet to be seen. I need to do some more stand up, but I mean, I got better at the drills. So <laughs> So, I mean, I wasn't doing anything super complicated either. Just really, really basic. Um I mean, to really take advantage of it, I would probably want to seek out someone that knows more about doing agility training than I do or maybe you know review some more research material on it and then put together a, a more like comprehensive plan but for for what it's worth as, as you mentioned like for the four weeks I think I did improve um, enough to justify doing it if that makes sense but I mean I was doing I was doing mobility every day like once or twice a day I was still lifting and I was doing the agility so I think I was improving multiple facets at the same time, yeah,
1: yeah. So that, that brings me to the, ne- the next thing I was gonna mention, which was working on, again, something that you kind of sometimes don't have the time or that is overlooked, which is mobility. Yeah, so right? important. Super, super important to Jiu Jitsu. Uh, not everyone is naturally gifted with a great range of motion and mobility. Uh, so some people it's gonna be a little harder, than others but jujitsu guys are notorious for having really poor mobility right uh, particularly in their you know in their their knees and their hips because out, your hip flexors for example get the most jacked out of any muscle when you train jiu-jitsu the amount of time that we sit like you know like sitting playing guard it's the same position you sit when you're sitting at a desk when you're driving the car your hip flexors get so jacked and you know mobility is such a crucial piece of the puzzle for jujitsu that if you have, even if you have good mobility, you need to work on it. Yeah. If, you want, if you want to prolong your jujitsu career or jujitsu lifestyle. So again, it's something that gets really overlooked. So if you're not able to train jujitsu, man, please, for the love of God, work on your mobility. Because mm-hmm. what people don't understand is like the the bigger your range of motion, like the more strength you have throughout that whole range of motion, you know, whereas if you don't have that mobility, the closer you get to the end range, like your, your strength like peters off, right? That's why when, you know, it's really hard to, let's say you're doing um, – I know, let's say butterfly guard. And if I fully compress your, 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 your heels to your butt, it's really hard to extend and do like a leg extension because you're at max compression, right? You're at the end of your range of motion. Like it's very hard to get going from that, from that point, right? Whereas if you were only at 90 degrees, you can do a leg extension nice and easily. But if you improve your range of motion, like you can push that where the, the strength cut off further to that end range you know what I mean? Absolutely. So working on your mobility is crucial, man. And we've got, you know, two of, uh, two of my training partners slash students being previous guests on the show, Joey and JT, the, the creators of Bulletproof, man, like these are guys that are not only super strong and super mobile, like they're, they're, they're so strong at, all ranges of their range of motion yeah you know like most people let's say you're commoring someone most people you feel their shoulder give out not as in like the integrity the structural integrity of the shoulder but you feel the strength of their shoulder give out before before they tap right mm-hmm. It then just becomes a matter of like taking it to the point where the pain is significant enough for them to tap but the strength of them being able to stop that internal or external rotation on their shoulder has already given out whereas you kimura or americana someone like joey or jt like they have strength to fight that rotation all the way until they hit the the pain threshold and they're going to tap you know they're strong it's 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 you know if you've never trained with someone like that who is strong throughout their whole range of motion you're going to like, you know, you just kind of have to experience it. It's actually quite shocking when you first realize that someone is strong all the way through the range of motion of their joint, because most people aren't.
0: Yeah, and that's the key difference between flexibility and mobility. So mobility is having range of motion, but strength in throughout that entire range of motion, as you're, you're pointing out with the, the Kimura example is is perfect. Whereas flexibility, which I'm, I'm sure you've had training partners that are super flexible.
1: Yeah, or, and, pe- or people go, oh, I'm, I'm, my shoulder's double jointed so I can't be kimura and it's like, well, yeah. You yeah, can't you burn. can. <laughs> oh my God, no, I will show you, I will show you,
0: I have. Uh, so yeah, in that flexibility, yeah, okay. So maybe your joint can move through that range of motion but you have no strength there. Yeah, you're cool, you're flexible, whatever, that's awesome. But are you strong in, the, in that position? And that's the key difference between flexibility and mobility. So, and they're
1: both important, right?
0: They are both important, but mobility is flexibility, but strength in that position. So, yeah, you could, I think-
1: you're, you're saying you could argue mobility- Mobility includes better. flexibility yeah. and
0: strength. So I'd, I'd say that flexibility is important in mobility, but mobility is also has that strength component, which is more important. So first, just to give some- I, p- I
1: more think about it like this, I guess, like correct me if I'm wrong, but I think about it as mobility being- the the flexibility slash strength of your joints which joints aren't flexible right Mm -hmm. like when when you think about a joint being flexible like what you're actually talking about is hyperextension of your tendons and ligaments that hold it together yeah you know and they're not designed to to stretch Mm -hmm. like i mean yeah they got a bit of give but you don't want to like Oh, you know, like you don't want to lengthen your ACL. Yes. Like you want to lengthen your hamstring if you yep. want to get more flexible. So I more think about mobility as in improving the stability, strength, range of motion, like turning my knee joint into an Man joint. Yeah. And I think about flexibility as in my muscles, like all the, you know, everything right. that's connecting my joints.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, but I think w- with mobility training, you're working the the muscles, the contiguous muscle system around your joints as well, and if your muscles are stronger in their maximum ranges, then they'll be able to protect your joints and your ligaments and your tendons. So, Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why coupling some uh lack of a better term, more practical or um uh yeah, yeah practical strength work around mobility work as well those as like a couplet is brilliant for jujitsu. And that's what guys like Bulletproof or BJJ do also. Well, yeah,
1: we've plugged them a bunch of times, right? But anyone who's, you know, already listening to this episode thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up and tell me how to do it. Well, I mean, Bulletproof have a whole online program, Mm. you know, where they have options for if you have no equipment, you know, and then they have options for if you've got access to, you know, squat racks and Mm. kettlebells and whatever. And like, you know, so, if you're wanting more specific like workout programs, yeah, there's a lot out there, but you know, our yeah. friends at we believe our friends at bulletproof for BJJ do it the best. Yeah. So it's a great program to jump on. If you already want to stop listening and, and you know, start working out this, this episode is sponsored by bulletproof
0: for BJJ use <laughs> yeah, code. Pay, pay use up code <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We don't, we, we're not affiliated at all. Fuck man. But if you <laughs> also, I will plug um, my favorite, Mobility specific uh, guy to follow is a guy named Kelly Starrett. He's the author of a book called uh, Becoming a Supple Leopard. Um, and he, his sort of online program, if you will, is called the ready state used to be called mobility Wad for those people that have ever, you know, he's more ingrained in the CrossFit world, but this guy's fucking awesome. So I use a lot of his stuff every day and I do a lot of bulletproof as well. And I find that bulletproof is, is more obviously geared toward jujitsu and uh, a strength-based approach to mobility. And uh, Kelly has a similar approach. They they sort of uh, have s- similar sort of uh, theories, if you will, uh, and practices. Um, but I find that Kelly's stuff is also very, very good for mobility specifically. Right. So if you have – if you're someone out there that you're like, fuck, I need to work on mobility, but I also want to work on strength, go for Bulletproof for BJJ. If you're a guy out there that, you know, you have 10 years of strength training and you – Whatever, I recommend having a look at Kelly as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I use, I use a lot of Kelly stuff. I um, haven't heard. They're both great.
1: Yeah, there's also uh, you could look into. I mean, when we spoke uh, a few episodes ago, we spoke about you know our approach to strength and conditioning training, and one of the things that I said was that I really don't enjoy it. So I kind of go by that. Well, the best workouts, the one you're going to do. Yeah. 100%. Right. So if you're of that mind as well, you have other options like there's yoga for BJJ. Yeah. There's uh natural, which is that whole uh, sort of jujitsu movement stuff. And, and yeah. if you haven't done it, it's incredibly ta- it's,
0: taxing. It's kind of like animal flow for jujitsu specifically. Yeah, and it's
1: really tough. Like, like a lot of body weight, exercises it's very how difficult it is is dependent on how strict you are with your form yeah you know like you can you can always cheat you can you movements. can cheat it a little bit yeah. but man if you try stay strict to the form mm. is super tough Yeah, super tough we were doing a few of them uh during whenever the last lockdown was how to and, train
0: when you can't train
1: yeah we were doing <laughs> yeah right we were doing zoom classes and we, some of them were jonas classes mm. and man they were tough. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think for me taking advantage and, and, and working on those those areas that you don't often have the time for or is a weakness and you wouldn't have the time for is what I would do yeah, when, or when I don't have access. If I had traveled overseas and I'm coming back and, yeah, I have to do two weeks hotel quarantine or something like that, What am I going to do? Well, yeah, like the things that I I always neglect because it's easy for me to go, I don't have time because I'm working and teaching and training and I've got my family, whatever. But now I'm two weeks in a hotel room. For me, it's going to be like my flexibility because I always get away with not stretching because I'm so tall. I can kind of like... Mm cheat the system a bit because I got long legs, but I need to stretch more. So I'd be working on my flexibility. I'd be working on, you know, my little weak chicken legs and <laughs> the things that I often neglect because I don't have the time. So if you're needing to train because you've got a fight coming up or you just don't want to take time off, but mm. the gym's closed and you've got no one to train with, that's a good uh, place to start.
0: Yeah. And practically speaking, how I would do that if if I was to go back in time and maybe not know, everything that i know but,
1: but oh, no, i can't it. sing that last time <laughs> last time i we tried to use that song and no what was it no we tried to use we like, tried to use a song and then, we got copyrighted yeah kieran yeah. went to upload the I episode i had to edit I it out. Yeah. So if you Sorry, listen I'm to like worried.
0: episode fifty, I think it was. If it sounds janky, it's because I had to cut. Like, oh it, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah it, was like, a, it was the last I episode. Just, yeah, I just yeah.
1: played on my phone. That a yeah. Good and we got copyrighted.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had to, I had to fuck that off. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so practically speaking, if if I was, if I was in a position where I couldn't train, or even fuck it, if this would probably help you right now, even if you are training like two days, uh, two days, two times a day, every day, whatever, is Make a list. Literally, write out your your weaknesses. Do a, a self review. Write out all of your jujitsu weaknesses.
1: Oh, I just wrote, not a good lover. Yeah, <laughs> 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 chocolate. <laughs> yeah, not like that. But
0: write out all of your jujitsu weaknesses. For example, maybe it is. You're gonna need more paper, bro. Yeah, for me, I'll, I'll, <laughs> need, I'll need a whole fucking book. But maybe it is like in in my example, heavy on the feet and stand up. Uh, it could be something along the lines of maybe you have really shit shoulder mobility and you, whenever you're in a Kimura or Americana, it's normally you could escape like a normal person could, but you can't because you, you have, you're really like shit tapping shoulders. as soon as yeah. they
1: connect their hands. Yeah, or which something, isn't good because you, know?
0: you should be able to fight, a, you know, you should be able to fight that position a bit. It could be, um, I don't know, maybe
1: Well, it could be like, let's say. Your guard retention's terrible. Yeah, and then exactly. Um, actually, I or maybe listen you're passing
0: to, shit, or your you, you Terry unders a shit, or something something along those lines.
1: Yeah, you know, and sometimes it can. Let's talk about guard retention, right? Like, uh, sometimes it can be a technical mistake you're making. Mm. Or I know that when Lachlan Giles when he realized that his guard retention was quite poor and it needed to be improved, he realized it was a lack of flexibility Mm. that was limiting his ability to pummel his legs in and whatever and have better guard retention, Yeah, you know? So it's not always going to be like, Oh, I need to lift or I need to like, you know, do sand sprints or something. Sometimes it might be just, Oh, I need to, I need to stretch more or what it, whatever it is.
0: Absolutely. Uh, So write out that list, literally get a blank piece of paper, do it in your journal. If you have one, and write out dot point form, uh, a big fuck off list. And then I would go through and rank them rank them in order of what's important to you or what you think is going to make the biggest impact on your game. So say you have five different things, rank them out one to five, and then have a look at each individual item. Say for example, the first one is guard retention. That, that's a That's a great example to go off. Then think about all of the things that you can do outside of technique Outside of jujitsu to improve that point, so easy one guard retention. Lachlan Giles identified that it's its range of motion, flexibility, and mobility of his muscles and joints to be able to pummel his legs in. So maybe if that's the case for you, work on specific hip exercises. It would be a quick Google search. You can Google bulletproof for BJJ or yoga for BJJ or Kelly Starrett or just or YouTube. just like God, yeah, just Mo- like, like hip mobility. Yeah. Like there's so much free awesome awesome stuff out there some of it's better than others that's why we're sort of steering you towards who who we found a you know very reputable but regardless you could just youtube it and then make a make a mini program for yourself you don't need to be a pt or an expert just pick like three or four exercises to do and do them every day to improve or or however often you're going to train when you can't train and and work on those and then go to number two and then add Basically, if you go down the list and do the same approach for each item, you'll be able to come up with a comprehensive program. Now, I would also say if it is a technique uh, fault, maybe you've identified your biggest weakness is that you always – like lose position in, in mount or something like that. Maybe, maybe it is technical and then you could add on to your how to train when you can't train, review uh, this instructional or review well, this technique or, or look at Jordan teaches jiu-jitsu on, on YouTube or whatever about how to, to maintain guard and just do a little bit of study.
1: Well, it's a good segue because I was wanting to then move on and talk about, okay, we've spoken, how do, how do we train physically you know when we when we can't train, but what about the mental side of it? What what mm. what about if you've if you've established you're a, a, nothing short of a physical specimen and there's nothing that needs improving? You know, and you're Preaching like of the choir, yeah, here, Adam, <laughs> yeah, whatever, Bigfoot, <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot, or well, your flat feet, your big flat yeah. feet yeah, stomping big, around, yeah. Uh, so what about the other side of it? You know, you want to train, you know. The, the mental side of jiu or you want to f- physically train some jiu-jitsu but you can't train well I mean get a grappling dummy but short of that right so let's say you're like okay I don't want to do so much strength work or mobility work like I want to be a bit more jiu active well then yeah you've got things like which are like all jiu movements but as well as that you can do solo drilling. I know for anyone who hasn't done it or isn't sure what I'm talking about, you might be thinking that's stupid. But it can be a super powerful tool to do solo drilling slash visualization, right? Where you're essentially drilling with an imaginary partner. I used to watch, you know, uh, Levi Jones Leary and I used to train when we were, together as purple and brown belts here in in sydney and and at the end of every class he would probably just spend like 30 minutes by himself drilling you'd see him over on the mats with his eyes closed and of course you can't execute every movement like you know because there's no one there but he would you know so you're often where you'd typically be holding a collar to pull yourself up you're having to put your hand on the ground to to post and get up or whatever right but it's just the act of visualization like it's such a powerful tool right a lot of sports psychologists talk about it when they're when they're dealing with their own clients and athletes so it is a really great way to do jiu-jitsu movements but also the mental side of it yeah it looks silly but who cares right
0: i've I've done that myself like i've I've been watching a video or an instructional or watching a technique on on internet or whatever and then i'm like fuck i need to i need to see what this would be like so i literally get on the get on the floor chuck a mat down like a yoga mat and and go through the movement and try and visualize it
1: yeah like because you could be watching like you know at the moment one of the the things you're working on is the over under passes most people know if you don't know the best over under passer is Bernard Faria for uh, the one of the head guys of BJJ fanatics. Mm-hmm. So you could be watching one of his instructionals, and then man, you get down on the ground That's by exactly yourself, what I did, and yeah. you, you know whether you close your eyes or not is is irrelevant. But you know, talk yourself through it. You know, mm-hmm. you'd be like, okay, so I'm here. You know, I get the, the underhook, grab their belt. Other one, make sure, you know, okay, got to keep that leg in between yeah. my legs so I don't get triangled, up on my toes, yep. shoulder here, yep, yep, you know, heavy, yep. then I walk this way, yeah. you know, pummel the leg. You know, man, it's super, super strong.
0: Yeah. Right? It's a very powerful it's, it's way not, to- It's not perfect, but it's better than not doing it. You know what I
1: mean? I, yeah, I mean, okay, it's not perfect as in it's not with another partner. But yeah, but it's like, fucking good. It's really good, mm-hmm. man. Because when you've got the other partner as well, you can just to some extent sort of switch off and just Mm -hmm. go through the motions without Mm -hmm. actually putting thought into it. When you're by yourself, you literally like you're having to imagine there's another person there. You literally have to see everything, see everything Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. on your own. I think it's a great tool. And I would even advise people if you've got the time, even in your regular training, if you can add that in Mm -hmm. Man, it's a, it's a great way to, to drill, to learn it's, also, like how do you think people prob- – like what do you think people do when they're at, ho- at home at night and they're trying to go to sleep and jiu running through their mind and they're trying to figure out why they got submitted or couldn't finish that sweep or whatever? Man, they have to visualize. Man, it's like the Queen's Gambit.
0: That's <laughs> what it is. Have you seen – did yeah, you watch Of course watch I that? see the Queen's you Gambit. You know where she's lining bed yeah. and
1: visualizing the chess pieces So we on need the to ceiling. get some It's
0: we need to get some drugs and uh, <laughs> drop a bit of acid, look at the ceiling and see Jiu Jitsu. That's what you're saying.
1: I just took some now, <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> I think, you know, it's really, I know there's a previous episode where I went on about the, how powerful of a tool visualization can be, but. Can't be understood. You know, if if you want to train and you can't train, right? Yeah, you've got all the okay. I'm working on my strength or my mobility or whatever it is. But then there's like, okay, I want to do more jujitsu stuff. Yeah, you've got natural visualization training, or you've got, uh, you know, watching instructionals or YouTube, mm. or even man, don't don't underestimate just even the what can be gained from just watching jujitsu as a spectator. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Like you might just put on like. And oh, like just find a fight on YouTube, or yep. maybe you're watching, maybe the worlds are currently on, or mm. you know, there's a who's number one, or whatever it is, and just watch jiu jitsu as a spectator. Yeah. You'd be surprised, like how much you learn. And that's a forever thing because, like, let we could pick a fight, right? We could go, okay, let's say, I don't know, like <laughs> Gordon Ryan versus Bushesha from the last ADCC. And you could watch, actually, that's a terrible example because that fight is dog shit boring, but <laughs> you know, whatever fight. And you could watch that fight today and then let's like put that, let's then ignore that fight and put it in your calendar to re-watch it in four years time when you're a purple belt or brown belt or whatever. And I bet you like, you'll see that fight differently because you've evolved as a, you know, like, so my point being is it's not like you get to a certain level and there's nothing to be learned from watching jujitsu as a spectator. So that's a great way to train in little air quotes, like, train the mental side of jujitsu. like don't underestimate the power of just spectating the sport
0: yeah 100% like when when i was in sweden i was watching a shitload of of grappling like pro grappling mostly the combat jiu-jitsu worlds um
1: slappity slap yeah slap slap slap, slap. slap.
0: but the funny thing is like there was barely any slaps um and i was talking to uh, a friend of mine jeremy skinner um who's a high level competitor and he was basically saying that in combat jiu-jitsu worlds, the guys that do the best, are the ones that ignore the slapping and just get on with the jiu-jitsu. <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> it's yeah, like, I think no one like, really got touched up in this one.
1: Look, I think if you're competing at that level, yeah, uh, you know, a slap is, we'll put it this way. You know, MMA fighters cop elbows to the face and mm. carry on. Yeah. So a slap isn't gonna. I mean, if you're someone like me, I'll be like, ha, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah my face, my face. Oh no, but you, know, <laughs> but you know, like if if you're if you're a high level combat athlete, yeah. I mean, a slap is. I, I like the idea of it. Like it, mm. you know, it makes sense. It's a good little bridge between that and MMA and the the idea of the threat of it is what it's the exciting. The threat of yeah. it, but. Yeah, I think, you know, you look at MMA and guys often like take repetitive like punches and elbows to the head. And unless they've been previously shaken, it mm. doesn't usually end in a TKO, right? Yeah. It's usually only after they've already been rocked that then the, those the ground preceding and pound, yeah. ground and pounds will yeah. earn a TKO or a knockout. Or if unless bo- you're
0: Khabib and you can hold them down for the entire yeah. fight yeah. and do it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But you know, that most of the time you'll see if both guys are, you know, fresh if mm. you will you know those little hits don't do a lot mm. you know so then when you factor in it's not even a it's not a punch or an elbow it's a slap
0: mm. yeah exactly know?
1: but anyway you were watching a lot of it right oh i was
0: watching heaps and i was learning heaps and, and just absorbing just being like connected with jiu keeping it fresh on my mind i was watching a lot of mma as well
1: it's it's like passive learning right oh it could, yeah it's kind of be like you know oh i want to yeah. You're over there and let's say you wanted to devote a bit of your time to improve your Swedish. Mm. Right. But maybe you were feeling like, Oh, I don't actually want to sit down and study man. Just having like the Swedish TV show on in the background mm. that you're kind of every now and like it's kind of half there. Mm. That's, it's just going to, you're going to be absorbing,
0: absorbing it
1: 100%, yeah. naturally just by hearing it yeah. over and over. So it kind of the same, right? You could just be I was about to say AFK watching. <laughs> yeah. AFK, so your brain's AFK. Yeah. You could just be, you know, not even really watching it, but you could just have some jujitsu on. Mm. on. I did the
0: same with MMA, but I like when I was watching MMA, now that I understand way more jujitsu, it's so much more entertaining when they go to the ground. And it's so interesting to see you, how when, they When you're watching
1: it. MMA and it's one of the ones that Joe Rogan is commentating, he still does it, right? Just the big Yeah, events. he does 10 a year. Is that in his contract? Yes. He does 10 yeah, a year. 10 a year. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. Anyway, um, yeah, you're like, Joe, 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 yeah. Joe, <laughs> Joe. Joe, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Start taking my pants off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but He is a great commentator. Very, he's, very he's good. He's a very good very commentator. Good. But whatever happened to uh, his, old, his old partner commentator from back in the days? Was it Mark Gold? No, what am I going to? I have no idea. The original UFC commentator was yeah. Joe Rogan and this other guy. Was it Mark Gold? Berg, am I making no that idea. name up?
0: I have no idea. I, yeah. I, I, I think I, I vaguely know what you're talking about, but man, I'm a casual. i, oft, I, I'm often, an MMA I casual. I
1: often wonder that like when we say something, like right now, where I'm yeah. like, is the guy's name Mark? And yeah. I wonder if there's ever a listener being like, it's Mark, bro. It's no, it's this. Yeah, you know, and like, there is legit. Like- and they comment on YouTube.
0: Shout out to everyone that comments on YouTube. <laughs> legit. Anytime we say, oh, fuck. You remember when we were talking about that that piece of the ear? Like, oh, what's that part that holds the earbud in? Someone commented, oh, it's this. Oh, uh, really? I forget what it is now. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I it, it's called this because I got it pierced or something when I was a teenager. That's why I know. And like well, people people always th- correcting us. I love it.
1: <laughs> Mark Goldberg's a football manager. Hang yeah, on. Yeah, right. I'm gonna find it out. Marky Mark, Are you talk about Marky Mark, <laughs> like the, the yeah Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I was
0: thinking. When you, I thought you were confusing the two. That's that's interesting. But yeah, watching watching MMA through the lens of jujitsu is super interesting to see how they implement the game. Mike Goldberg, Mike was Goldberg, so okay. close. Yeah, but it's super interesting to see what they what they do and what they avoid doing in 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 a context where you can be punched and elbowed in the face and what have you, particularly like a good example is close guard, right? So a lot of the time, if you, if say you were competing in jujitsu, right? You're, you're in a jiu-jitsu competition and someone's in there, an open guard, would you ever willingly put yourself in their close guard? Yeah, no, no way. fuck no. But in MMA, they do it all the time because they can land some fucking shots son. Yeah. And you know, there's not that many, mma fighters out there that would be able to capitalize it on it easily as easily as you could in a jujitsu comp like Mm. it's just insane to walk into someone's close guard to then have to pass again but when you're punching them in the face you can get to half guard and then you want to stay there yeah half guard's a great position to just fuck the other guy up right yeah so it's very very interesting
1: yeah i don't like getting punched in the face no neither Slapped in the face by the right person. <laughs> Just slapped in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess to, to, to summarize, you know, if you are about to find yourself in a position where you, you can't train, but you want to train or need to train, you've got working on your weaknesses. Like I think you, you put it really nicely. I know you're a list person. You love your mm. list. But I think, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great idea because you might not, be able to identify them or you might not realize what they are but if someone says list your five worst like what are your five weaknesses or the five things you think you're the worst at in jiu-jitsu write them down you know you might not until you stop and think about it you might not realize like oh man fuck i'm terrible at maintaining mount i always or whatever it is right some of the things are just going to be technical you know and You're going to, the answer is going to be, oh, like watch this instructional or whatever. Try and think
0: outside the box, I'd say like, even if it is something like guard retention or a very specific thing, you're like, fuck, how the hell am I going to be able to do a mobility workout for this? Well, look at other things you can do. Look at, you know, core stability, look at strength exercises. I mean, I guess for
1: every position, there is always always a way you could improve your, your body, body yeah, 100%. to make that
0: position hundred percent stronger right yeah, you just need to be creative and stop being a bitch hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent uh
1: so yeah so we've got that side of things you can be doing yeah whatever it is agility training mm. strength training flexibility whatnot you know do the things that you often neglect if you want to do more jujitsu specific movements You've got programs like Yoga for BJJ or or more probably more specifically gymnastica natural. It's like mm. all Jiu-Jitsu movements that mm. are super intense workout. You got solo drilling, mm. so, so strong, such a valuable tool. And then you've got just doing the mental side of things. So that could be, you know, literally studying with a pen and paper. It could be watching instructionals. And for some people, it will be studying with a pen and paper. You might train at a gym that, You've got a certain list of techniques that you need to memorize, right? Maybe you've got yeah. more of a, you know, uh, a very strict curriculum that you need to learn, whatever it is. You know, so you've got this purely mental side of it, watching instructionals and, you know, uh, having a pen and paper studying, watching uh, fights on flow grappling or whatever. That's how I think. Well, that's not how I think. I mean, I, I believe that's the best way that you can train when you don't have access to training partners or a gym. It's what I do. It's pretty much what you did in Sweden. And look at you now. You came back, first day back, bam, put you to sleep,
0: bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering when this was going to come up.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was briefly mentioned yeah. on, on our Instagram. So let's just tell, let's, let's, let's get it let's out of Let's tell the, the listeners what happened. Let's, before we wrap up, let's, let's, let's tell them what happened, Kieran. What happened? Take it away, Adam. You don't, well, <laughs> well, you don't remember. I don't so, remember. No, no so uh, <laughs> Kieran and I, 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 I were having a good roll. It was second last roll of the night. Yeah. He was, as usual, smashing me. No, um, It was, where were we? I think we were half guard. And I, or maybe, I think Full, it was half guard. Cl- close guard. No, it Ended in close oh, guard. Oh yeah, sorry. But we were in Please. half guard and I put on an Ezekiel. Mm. And then you managed to re-guard back to close guard and then promptly passed out, yeah. but it wasn't, you know, I remember afterwards you were like, but I tapped, right? And I was like, nah, man, you passed out and I let go. And you weren't out for very long. <laughs> yeah. Like the second I let go, you like, like coughed back to, back to life, mm. you know, so you weren't passed out for long enough that I needed to like shake your legs yeah. and whatever. Like you instantly came back. We we're a bit foggy for a while. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny because you were like, oh, Mark, I should have tapped, blah, blah, blah. Cause you've got a habit of tapping too late. Yeah. Right. But I did say to you, it was quite funny, but I did say to you that not to stress too hard because I wouldn't have tapped in that situation. You had, I shouldn't be able to Ezekiel yeah. choke you inside your closed guard, yeah. but I can from half guard. So, you know, the fact that you had gotten back to full guard, I only had like one more squeeze in me before I would have let go. Mm. Cause I can't, finish the Ezekiel there. So I only had one more squeeze. And if that squeeze didn't get the job done, I was going to let go. Yeah. So if I was in your situation, I wouldn't have tapped either, even though it was super tight. And I know you knew it was tight. Me in that situation, I would have just been holding on going, he's a, like, they've got to let go. That's like they I can't thinking. finish yeah. it here. Yeah. But you know, the cards just didn't fall in your favor this time, mm-hmm. you know, but if you remain conscious for like, one more second, two more seconds, like I would have let go. Yeah. Because I couldn't get it. Like, so, yeah, yeah, you passed out, but it wasn't your typical, man, what are you doing? You shouldn't. Yeah, it tap. wasn't in like
0: a rear naked choke and just being a stubborn bastard, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Although I did have you in a bow and arrow earlier in the day that, man, you held oh, on yeah. for ages. You said you almost puked afterwards. Yeah. My fingers hurt so much yeah. on the collar. I'm surprised how long... You held on to that. Yeah, I don't know why.
0: That was it during the lunch class when we rolled. Um, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I was thinking that I could have just grit through it. And man, it's it's a bad habit, but I get in positions, particularly with like higher belts, where they have something on this happens with me and Joey all the time. He has something on and normally you would just tap because it's uncomfortable. It's like, fuck this, I want to get out. But if you hold long enough, you give they give up. Yeah. So I was hoping you'd give up. You didn't give up. So
1: I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I wanted to. My fingers were hurting pretty I think it was you know It was too deep. A, a bit of a it lot of time deep. off. Yeah. I thought you were actually gonna strip the grip. I don't know if you noticed, but I fell down to I think two fingers really? on the Fuck. collar and i thought I you were going to reach down and yeah. like rip the collar out of my fingers. Ah, should have done that. But you didn't. That yeah. probably would have broken the grip. My yeah. fingers were were hanging on by, well, a, there you go. by a thread.
0: But yeah, i i like before our roll i like, smashed a whole bunch of um uh pre workout. No, it wasn't pre. It was uh it was just i think it was amino acids and um, You don't even know what you're taking something. anymore. No, i i, I can't <laughs> remember which session i had this cuz i supplement like, you know, most of the time only one session, but today, yesterday rather I did both. I think it was um, uh, just essential amino acids and it was some hydrolyte. So, yeah, and I smashed a whole bunch of that. I nearly puked it up.
1: <laughs> I like, feel like I full gag It was gross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nothing came up. I was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, we'll see what happens in the lunch class then, won't we? Oof. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. It was yeah. good.
0: But, no, it was um, – man, I felt – I'm, today I'm feeling pretty wrecked. Even after one day, like got some, you know, those, you know, how you get cuts on your fingers when you come back to training and, and uh, like certain muscles are like, Oh, that's, that's a bit tight, but fuck, man, I'm doing so much mobility. I feel, I feel better than I would have if I didn't, if that makes sense. It's only
1: Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, oh, I yeah it it yeah. feels like Tuesday yeah. because Monday was a public holiday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's only Wednesday. That's but, why Nogi Rob rocked up in yeah. Nogi today. Yeah. Shout out. Gi- shout out to Nogi Rob. Go, Nogi Rob. <laughs> so, funny story. Like we've mentioned him before on the podcast. uh Rob is someone who is a white belt, but he's trained for quite a long time. He's in the Navy. So, he, you know, gets moved around. Hence why he's never been given his blue belt because. Because of his career, he's never been in the one place for long enough. But Rob's really good, prefers Nogi, trained with Lockie uh, uh, out of absolute MMA. And so he just got like sort of the nickname Nogi Rob. He visited the Alliance. On in North Sydney the other day and he walked in he was like said to Fabricio the owner who we've had on the, the show as well oh hi I'm Rob and he was like Nogi Rob? <laughs> and he's like yeah how do you know and he's like oh I was just listening to the podcast <laughs> Nogi <you."> Rob <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're making you famous huh? yeah we're going to make a Rashi or yeah. a, you know a Rashi that's like Nogi Rob or something
0: yeah 100% but yeah that's a that's a good place to leave it on Nogi Rob I just wanted to put a little bit of a plug slash shout out uh, I just want to shout out two of our patreons um uh, two two latest patreons our first patreons thank you so much for p- thank supporting. you guys
1: super super appreciate yeah
0: shout out to uh ed and nicholas you know who you are thanks for uh supporting and if you want to get amongst the patreon you can do so find the link at our instagram <laughs>
1: you're like you know who you are and i'm like yeah so does everyone else now you just said their names nah, that's right there's heaps, there's heaps of people like that there's heaps of, heaps there's of, heaps people of called ed's ed. and nicholas's yeah there's so yeah. many but yeah. but you guys
0: you guys are unique yeah that,
1: that specific ed and that specific nicholas you know who you are yeah <laughs> no, yeah but thank you guys no thank actually, you it's, it's yeah. super appreciated and if yeah. you
0: want to get amongst the uh patreon you get early access to the episodes Uh, monthly ask me anything and uh adam is going to be doing some review of technique if you want to submit
1: yeah review like technique reviews yeah
0: if you want to submit your your technique uh rolling footage or or what have you competition footage adam will review that and uh potentially do a little bit of an instructional sort of piece on it also
1: sorry to interrupt karen also first dibs on the when we do the limited editions runs of 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 our merchandise, we've had yeah. a few people requesting the. Kieran and I have got some Beyond Jiu Jitsu rash guards, which we kind of just made as a bit of fun. Yeah. But quite a few people have been like, "Bro, where can I get one?" Yeah. So we're actually, that's cool. We're gonna do a run. You know, we didn't <laughs> think people would want to, but um, it'll just be a very limited amount of stock and. Patreons for sure will get first
0: tips. Yeah, 100%. So if you want to get amongst the Patreon, we really appreciate all the support. You can do so by going to our Instagram at beyondjujitsu underscore podcast. And there's a link there uh, directly to our Patreon. Or you can just jump on Google search BeyondJujitsuPodcast podcast Patreon and you'll find it. And uh, yeah, till next time guys. Thanks for listening. Peace.